Mulweni Bolavi, welcome back to Luluology. We've been gone for a while and we're back. Spuyile. We're back like um oh, and um I'm really, really happy to be back. Uh this is an episode that is really, really close to my heart. Um yeah, so firstly we're gonna we're gonna head out with a trigger warning. Okay, so the trigger warning is that I am going to be discussing grief and I'm going to be discussing death and I am going to be discussing a little bit of suicidal thoughts, you know what I'm saying, a little bit, just a little bit, not too much, nothing too hectic, nothing too, nothing too tense, <laughs> do you know what I mean, just like light things, like a salad, uh, but that is what is going to be discussed in this episode, if that it's just not for you it's okay i understand please get out now you know this may be triggering no it's okay sweetie please leave the episode and i will hope to see you next week okay so firstly uh i am uh i was i am anyway so um, I was raised by my grandmother. My mother lived in another province and I was raised by my grandmother until I was and look, I don't wanna lie. Um until anyway, until grade six. I was raised by my grandmother through and through. Um and then I went to go live with my mom when I was basically already, you know, just older and I think how I operated was already like formed. My grandmother raised me. My grandmother never yelled. My grandmother never hit me. My grandmother apologized. Child, ooh. Mm. Uh, she was very gentle and kind and um, intentional. Uh, she never made me feel like uh, I had to work for love or had to work to prove myself worthy of some sort of love what i'm trying to say is that um my grandmother was an amazing parent and uh the way like people were always like oh no this is uh the last born <laughs> i was always considered the last born and not necessarily the grandchild so yeah so growing up with my grandmother it was i i had an amazing experience i must say my grandmother was just really like always there she she encouraged me all the time um and she was just someone who was very kind and good at listening and uh so she's the person who basically shaped me into who I am I think uh really my grandmother's kindness and patience is the reason I am the person I am today because if not chat <laughs> if not <laughs> we would be talking to i think we would be dealing with a very very different lulu i wouldn't be the person i am today uh unfortunately my grandmother did pass away about six years ago which is a considerable amount of time i suppose you know uh it's been six years um so my grandmother passed away the day after I wrote my last exam uh, for the year. Um, and then my grandmother was like, okay, I'm out. 
Um, and I remember like very, very clearly because I always used to call her before anything big happened or if I was doing anything. So I would call my grandmother at like half past four in the morning when I was going for a hockey match every Saturday. Um, <laughs> just because, you know, hearing her voice was very encouraging and it made me feel like I could do something or that like I don't need to be nervous. So I called her because it was maths and I, I was really, really struggling with maths at the time. So I called her and I told her that I'm writing my last exam and she's like, you know what, baby girl, you can do this. You know, she's like, Are you lost, baby girl? <laughs> she was like, You can do this. She um and I promised her that I would be coming home uh with the next bus, which was going to be on the Monday. Uh this was a Friday no this was a thursday um and then i woke up on friday like just very excited and i went out with one of my friends we went for a walk then we got ice cream um and i came home and my mom was there and i was like hey yo let's go to the garage so we went to the garage and i got a call from my aunt and my aunt was like hey yo nigger where's your mother and i was like my mama ain't here well she was but she was in the shower she was getting ready to go out and i was like my mama ain't here bro what you got to say she was like nah tell your mama to call me and i was like bad whatever okay cool i dropped the phone then she calls again like five minutes later but like You know, she's like, she's just, she's not making sense. I'm like, girl, what's wrong with you? Like, what's happening? What's pa- <laughs> Give my grandmother the phone. She can probably explain better. And that's when it just broke out. And she was like, Bati. Um, She just couldn't believe it. She was like, these people are here in this house lying to me. These people are here in this house lying to me, saying that, um, she passed away and i was like oh no they're lying (laughs) what and you know yeah but they weren't turns out (laughs) it was in fact the very truth um but yeah so that's the story of how i found out um my mom didn't take it so well um my mom disappeared uh and then she called the the nanny who who raised me well, yeah, the nanny who was there, like, from grade one until, like, grade five. And then she moved um, this to Pumalanga with us. But then she went off and she worked at a different job. She didn't live with us. So she came. And we were just sitting there looking at each other like, it's a joke. It's a joke. it got to be a joke. Um... And yeah, so then um, my brother was still writing exams. So uh, <laughs> I think one of the things that before my mom left, she because she left, uh, I think an hour after the news came out, she was like, you know what, I'm leaving. I can't do this. Um, so before she left, she said, switch off your phone. And I was like, girl, I she said, switch off your phone. And I was like, hey, babe, 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 I'll switch off my phone. <laughs> I, in fact, did not switch off my phone. And I think the one thing that I remember very, very, like, clearly is having people who I thought were, like, I always saw as strong my whole life. Like, my uncle and my aunt calling me and just bawling to me. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't understand. I think I cried. I cried and I cried and I was just like, oh, whatever, you know, like, the sense of calm and then um 
my mom came back she came back with a friend i think on the sunday we found out on the friday she came back on the sunday she told me to pack my things we were leaving and we were going to leave my brother here because he still had school then he would take a bus back um a bus back later so we drove home uh it's a long drive y'all i won't lie um so we drove and it just like on the drive there it just seemed like we were gonna get there and there she would have like she would have been there just standing there like arms open telling me that she um she made um umkupa and oxtail for me she was gonna she was gonna whisper that she was like you went to lay oxtail uh, and then she was gonna tell my mom she made her umlekwa and then you know she was gonna also be like yeah uh, and it was always it was always just fun like an amazing environment but we got there and the first thing i saw and i was like what is the what are they doing here and my mom got out of the car and then my aunts came out of the house and they just i'd never seen something like that like I, we have had a lot of people pass away in my family my great-grandmother passed away my aunts passed away and we were all like oh damn that's sad that that's real sad oh you know and we cried but at that moment it just it hit me that no one there could do anything um so yeah so we got there and uh i immediately just got onto the ball as best as I could. I mean, as best as you can for a 13 year old. So, you know, I got there and I went straight to the kitchen and I took out the five kg and I started cooking <laughs> the meat and making rice and cooking the food for the people who were there. And then, um, I called my mom to the side and I told her that I'm going to need money. I'm going to have to go buy queen cakes and isn't Dozeti and we need to find the urn and we need like, things were already being done right it's just that i needed to feel things were already being done by a lot of like the aunts and the extended family but i think my my immediate family at the time was just really really crumbling from the inside so you know we just had to get on it we just had to get on it and we did we pulled through um yeah and we pulled through like i'm really really grateful for my family and how we managed to pull through uh even though everyone was just genuinely ungrand i didn't cry i think i think i went for about three or four days without crying until it was the day where we had um the hanging of ibaiki so my grandmother's church blazer thing and that was very difficult because all I was seeing was everyone wearing the same thing my grandmother used to wear, which was those, like a small heel with opaque black tights, with a black skirt, with a white, with a white blazer, with the black um, rope belt and irgrosari and and the hat, and it just they all looked like her. Well, not like her, but it reminded me of waking up on a Sunday and there's istudu and um i know that we're gonna go to church and when she gives me money to go buy Isleta, i'm gonna end up walking around um, and buy cook and whatever and then coming back in time for you know um offering and and whatever and it just that was the first time it hit me that my grandmother's not here um 
yeah and that's that's the story <laughs> um but i think for me like i'm re- something that when it comes to the grief and the hurt something that i'm really really struggling with is letting go of some of the anger and resentment i feel at some of my older family members because i felt i felt that at that moment they didn't step up and they didn't support me but it's also like oh but you know they are also grieving and they are also hurt and they are also confused and i think one of the things that really really almost um the thing that was most difficult for me was that when the body came when we went to see the body in the mortuary i was forced to look at my grandmother my aunt said you're not gonna you're you're gonna feel bad because you won't remember what she looks like and i think for me the biggest thing was that i didn't want to remember the last thing i remember of seeing my grandmother being her being her in a mortuary i wanted to remember the other things i didn't want that last image to be a cold body and being forced because i refused and just being forced my my head being held and i was told look look and when i i did and i just that was the first time i i i i broke down properly and i realized that there's no there's no going back there's no turning there's nothing it's 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 a done deal you know um and it's difficult it's very difficult to lose the person who raised you the person who taught you everything you know the person who taught you every value that you have the person who 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 taught you wrong from right the person who encouraged you the person who who just loved you it's very difficult and there are so many regrets you know not coming home every holiday um not not calling more um so many regrets it's it it never feels like you did enough it always feels like you could have made more memories or could or you could have done more or you could have been there more you know and you know like all the time i'm like if i still lived at home maybe she wouldn't have been that stressed or whatever but it's just it just it never feels like enough and here we are six years later and i'm I'm still struggling like every day it feels like a struggle more and more and i think the biggest part of that the grief is just so heavy the grief is so difficult it feels like you're being suffocated it's difficult sometimes to get out of bed because you're doing things that you always you know because i remember when i found out that i had been accepted into um varsity you know she was the first person i wanted to call and it's just i couldn't because she's not here anymore but i think the most difficult part was i forgot her number that's that hurts forgetting like i forgot her number like i used to know this number from the top of my head you could give me any phone and i would call but now i i don't know it anymore 
or forgetting her smell or forgetting her smile or forgetting her voice I think that's what I loved most about the number because I would call it just to hear the voicemail now I, I can't do that anymore and hearing her voice always made everything seem so much better and it's just it's just death is so final death is just really so final <laughs> i must say and i think here i am six years later still trying to deal with the grief and still trying to deal with how difficult um losing my grandmother has been for me and it's i think what makes it more difficult and what makes it feel like you're in this ocean alone with just like little floaties on your arm is that everyone else in my family seems to have dealt with it way better than I have and seems to be healing and seems to be okay you know what I mean like everyone else in my family just seems to be really really okay they don't talk about it we don't talk about her and it just feels like you're the only person who's just really still feeling this deep raw hurt because it doesn't stop being deep and raw and painful it doesn't stop feeling like every day you wake up and you find out again and again that she's no longer here it doesn't stop feeling like that it continues feeling like that day and day in day out it continues feeling like you find out and you wake up every day without the person you hope to wake up with it feels like you wake up every day and the person you would love to call and see is not there. And that's difficult. Because for every dream I ever had, she was always there. You know, I remember getting my matric certificates and being like, oh, she would have been so proud. And every time I just worked really, really hard, especially, like, you know, I, I worked extremely hard to, uh, especially at the end of primary school because I was hoping to get a bursary and go to one of the best schools and just really make her proud of me. And, you know, I did work that hard and she was supporting me and she was like, yeah, no. And we were doing secret applications at the, uh, like, behind my mom's back. And it's difficult. It doesn't stop feeling raw and painful. It's just every day. Some days it doesn't feel as raw and as painful. It's like a dull ache. But some days you wake up and you feel like someone tore your chest open and, and took your heart and just squeezed, squeezed the life out of it. And grief such a heavy thing to carry alone i really i pray that one day my family would realize that being quiet and not talking about it doesn't make it easier it just makes it feel like you're suffering alone because that's what it feels like just suffering alone i struggle to go home I struggled to go back to my grandmother's house because every time, 
even if it's the 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 18 hour bus drive or if i'm driving six hours with my mom throughout the drive i always have this glimmer of hope that i'm going to show up and she is going to be at the door and that hurts more than anything i think that hurts more than anything and i can't explain why it's there i don't know why it's there because it's been six years grief and pain and hurt of losing the one person who i always felt loved me unconditionally is just I mean, it couldn't be that unconditionally. I mean, she was a Virgo. <laughs> it couldn't have been that unconditionally, surely. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 difficult. The grief and the pain and the hurt is just it's never it's 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 not ending. And I hope for the dull ache days more. I hope for more dull ache days. Because the, the the days where it's just, it feels really, really difficult. Those days make it difficult to get out of bed. And grief has been the one thing that has been constant over these past six years. Um... And I'm hoping that next year, when this time of the year comes again, it's less. It's less. Or it feels less lonely. Grief is already hard. It shouldn't be that alone. But yeah, thank you for tuning into Luluology. Ah, our content creator crush of the week is starring Cupid Zama.x. And you know what? Let me tell you something. Luluology, me, Lulu, is on the episode that was released on Friday. And the episode was Rachel Chu and Nick Young from crazy rich asians and y'all know that's my baby that's my baby that's my one of my favorite romantic comedies it is actually one of my favorite romantic comedies i have like a list of just favorite romantic comedies and i am going to be doing an episode where i'm going to be speaking about romance romantic comedies with zama.x and yeah uh but yeah this week please go onto zama.x on spotify uh, apple music Google Podcast, Zonke Bonke, and listen, we are going to be sharing it on the Luluology Twitter page, which is Luluology with two Y's. This has been Lulu, and I just want to remind you, I just want to tell you that you're not alone.